What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Dr. O, with another episode of The Finance Doctor. And today, I want to talk to you about a, a very popular subject, tithing. Now, I know it might have struck a lot of you real deep when I brought up tithing, but let's walk down through it, you know? Let's really have a conversation about what is tithing and what it means to you, what it means to me, and what it should be. So, recently, I've had people ask me about tithing. You know, they've asked, should I do it? Is it required? Is it a requirement of being a Christian? Um, will I go to hell if I don't tithe? A lot of loaded questions, but let's talk through it real briefly. I'll also cover this in my, my new book, Nine Tenth. I talk about it a lot. What is tithing? What you do with the other nine tenth? And how to be a good steward of your money. But for now, we're going to talk about that one tenth, that tithe. So what is tithing? Tithe, by definition, is one-tenth, that first tenth of whatever your harvest may be. If it's money, it's money. If it's grains, if it's your sheep, it's that first tenth. A lot of people ask me, when we talk about tithing, when we talk about giving, I'll use that word because a lot of people get uneasy when you say tithing if they're not really deep into the church. So let's talk about giving. Do I have to go to a church to be able to tithe or to give? Does it have to be to a church? Personally, I don't think so, but we'll talk about that here in a little bit more detail shortly. Does it have to be money is another question I get asked all the time. So let me give you a very brief history lesson about tithes. So when tithes began, it was a tenth of all your belongings. So whether that be sheep, whether it was cattle, whether it was donkeys, whether it was your grains, it was a tenth of your belongings, your first tenth. So if you go out there and harvest a hundred pounds of grains it's one tenth of those grains is what your tithes would be is what you would come sacrifice or bring to the storehouse so what does that tell me that your money is not the only thing you can give and i'll repeat that because a lot of people get caught up in well i got to give this tenth and i don't have it you know i got to give to something or i have to give to a cause or i have to tithe i have to give to church and i don't have it well in my opinion your money is not the only resource that you can tithe. So what else can you tithe, Dr. O? I'm glad you guys asked such good questions. So there's time. If you decide to go down and volunteer at the Goodwill, the Salvation Army, United Way, your time, to me, that's giving. That's giving as well. That's giving of your talents. That's giving of your skills. That is your tithe. That is the first tenth. That is what you're giving of. There's also knowledge. If I go down to the United Way and they need my expertise, they need my knowledge and I'm giving that, that also can be considered ties. That is your giving. That is your gift. Money, of course, that's the obvious answer. Clothing, anything that people might need or people in need they might want or don't have, that can be your tie. That can be your way of giving and blessing them. So, why? Why would we tithe? Why does it even make sense? Why do we even need to have this conversation? So being a blessing to others allows you to also be blessed or to receive those blessings. Um, one of my mentors, Dave Ramsey, said generosity changes you. And it does. I feel good when I give, even if it's in silence. Most of the time, if I'm giving, I don't want any accolades. You know, I don't tell people, hey, yeah, I came and gave this amount of money to United Way or I came to this church and gave this, this and that. No, because I don't want to know. I don't want people to know because it's my gift to whatever organization I decide. 
So generosity truly changes you because, you know, I'll give a little story about myself back in high school and college. I used to like to stunt. I used to like to ride the biggest rims, had the screens and everything like that. But when I'm going to give and being generous, it's a completely different ball game. I don't want anybody to know what I've given or what I've come you know, to the church or come to a nonprofit organization with because it's my gift. It's something that's really personal to me and it has changed the way that I see how to do things. So when we're looking at tithing and a lot of a lot of my Bible scholars will look at this and say, oh, well, tithing should be kingdom building. Well, where is the kingdom? That doesn't mean the physical church. Now, I'm not saying don't give the church. I'm not by any means saying that. But in the Old Testament, it talks about bringing your tithes to the storehouse. So a lot of people are like, well, what does that mean? Where is the storehouse? What is the purpose of the storehouse? So if you go back and do a little research and see, okay, well, what does the Old Testament say about the storehouse? What is the storehouse used for? So the storehouse was there to elevate the downtrodden. It was for people like widows. It was for people like orphans, you know, single mothers, et cetera, et cetera. Being active in your community is how you help the downtrodden. That is what the Old Testament talked about with the storehouse. You're bringing your resources to the storehouse to be able to help those that are less fortunate than you. So taking care of single moms, that could be one way of doing it because there's a lot of those in our community. And I'll give you a quick statistic. 52% of single moms are living below the poverty level. But we don't look at those statistics. We don't look at things like that when we're saying, let's go give, let's tithe. We're not looking at, hey, who really needs our help? Who really needs our resources? Who really needs our money? Who really needs us to be there for them? 52%, that's more than half, of single mothers are out here living below poverty. And yet we overlook that when we're saying, hey, let's go tithe because someone told us to, out of necessity because we've been told, we've been taught, hey, tithing is right, tithing is right, give to church, give to church. But we're not looking at the bigger implications of tithing. So to me, tithing is helping humanity, supporting a cause that helps those that are less fortunate than you and your family. So another question that comes up, who should tithe? Who should give? Who should give of that tenth? The funnier part about all this is, you know, every time I get into these discussions about tithing, it always comes up that the Bible says to give cheerfully, cheerfully. And if you're taking notes, write that in all caps, underline it, circle it, highlight it, because it talks about giving cheerfully. Now, answer me this. And obviously you can't answer me out loud, but answer it to yourself. How can you give cheerfully if you're just doing it because that's what you were told to do? It's near impossible because you're just doing it out of necessity. You're saying, hey, you know. At this point, you could be a robot because you're doing it because, hey, mom and dad said it. Grandpa said that I need to do this. That I need to give that I need to tithe. And it means nothing to you. So are you truly giving cheerfully? So another thing that you have to look at is you're not doing it for brownie points with God. It doesn't work that way. You know, if you're giving tithes, it doesn't work that way. You're not getting any brownie points for that. It says, yes, give your tithes, go and find those that are in need and help them. But you're not getting any brownie points by, oh, let me see who can give the most in church. Let me get the most accolades. Let me go up here and and tell everybody what I'm giving. You're not getting any brownie points for that. So you should be moved to do so. 
you should be moved to do so. Otherwise, it's not really tithing. It's not giving of your tenth. It's not giving of your talents. It's not giving of your resources if you are not moved to do so. In my opinion, it does not have to be a church. Now, I'm not, again, I can't reiterate this enough. I'm not saying don't give to your local church. If that's what moves you, if that's what your mission is, if that's what you've been moved to do, if that's what has moved through your spirit, your soul to do, then do it. But it's not the only way is what I'm saying. You can give to a local charity as well if you're thinking about ties. If I give out of tradition, I am not giving for the right reasons. If I'm giving just because my mom and dad said so, I'm not giving for the right reasons. If I don't feel a strong conviction, I'm still not giving for the right reasons. Because I need to feel a conviction. I need to know that within myself, this is what I want to do. This is what, yes, the Bible says to do, but this is also what moves me, what makes me feel good, what makes others be able to feel good. Never, and I'll repeat that, I'll say it again, never, ever, ever give without devising a solid plan first. So this goes back to things that I've talked about in the past. You can't give if you don't have the money. I talked about that in my book, Nine Tenths as well. You cannot give if you don't have it. I'll repeat that. You can't give if you don't have it. It's just impossible. Now, if you have extra resources to give, then yes, by all means do it. But if you don't have it, it's impossible to do it. So what are the steps to properly tithe? Because I know a lot of you are like, man, wow, like I didn't think of it this way. But what are the steps to properly tithe? Number one, devise a plan. And let me rewind. If you don't have a piece of paper out or your phone, your stylus, whatever you need to do to take notes, get it out now. Number one, devise a plan within your budget. Why do I say this? Good question. So there's nothing worse than someone trying to give money and resources that they don't have. It's going to be a lot of broken promises. Your family's going to be disappointed because if you're giving resources you don't have, guess who's going without now? Your family, your kids, your wife, your spouse is going without because you didn't take the proper steps to plan properly and make sure that you have a proper budget in place. The people you're promising to donate to will also be disappointed. Think about that. And guess who else is going to be disappointed? You. You're going to be disappointed because you didn't properly plan. You didn't put it in your budget that you want to give this money. You've made these promises that you can't keep. Just a lot of disappointment going around. So have a plan within your budget. Stick to that budget. And then make sure that you're able to tithe, you're able to give, and you're, you're not making these broken promises because there's nothing worse than that. It's making those broken promises to people that don't have, they've already lost hope, and now you're giving them this false hope. Without a plan, you may end up on the other end of that giving. So if you're making these plans without budgeting, without saying, hey, this is how much I can afford to give, this is how much I can tithe, or this is how much, you know, I've, I've put this into my budget, you might end up on the other side of that. You might be the person that people are having to give to now. People are having to help. The downtrodden. You might be on the other end of that because you didn't properly plan. So step three is to find a cause you're truly passionate about. And in my opinion, that is literally the only way you can give cheerfully. Because if I'm not passionate about it, how can I give cheerfully if I don't care? So find a cause that you're passionate about. 
Give to something that brings you the most joy. You know, if United Way speaks to my heart, speaks to my soul, that's who I would like to give to because now I can give cheerfully without saying, well, shoot, now I've given this money and I, I regret it. No, I'm cheerful about it because I'm passionate about their causes. However, I would advise do your due diligence. Make sure that, hey, yeah, I'm passionate about their cause, but let me make sure that they're giving to what I think they're giving to. If they're saying they're going to go and give 20 families backpacks for school, let me make sure that that's actually happening because that's what I'm passionate about. That's what speaks to my heart. That's what speaks to my soul. And I need to make sure that I am planning properly and that they're doing exactly what they said they're going to do. So to reiterate those three steps, devise a plan within your budget. Make sure you stick to that plan. You know, if your plan is a solid 10 percent and you still have some debt, stick to that 10 percent, pay off your debt. And then once that debt is paid off, then you can give excess of the 10 percent. But if your 10 percent is a solid 10, stick to that plan. Number two, without a plan, you do not want to end up on the other side of that giving. You don't want to be the recipient of that giving because you didn't properly plan. And I understand things happen, but don't end up on the other side just because you did not plan. And number three, find a cause that you are truly passionate about and give to that cause and do your due diligence. Something I'm definitely passionate about is my book, Nine Tenth, which you can find at www.4qfinancial.com store, which covers tithing among various other financial topics, including budgeting, finding your net worth, getting out of debt, a plethora of topics that you can find in that book. So again, that's www.4qfinancial.com store. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Finance Doctor. You can find me on Instagram at Dr. Clement O. That's D-R-C-L-E-M-E-N-T-O. Catch this episode and past episodes on the Too Smart Network. Until next time, everybody. Peace out.